matching today. Okay. We called each other. Yeah, we call each other less to just to make sure. Okay. Thank you, brother. It's funny, right? Because yeah, we used to do this. So yeah, okay. I'm kidding. Uh, good morning, good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm so happy to be here. It's uh, I'm so glad to be here with you. When uh, Pastor David, you know, I was thinking that uh, Pastor David, uh, I was thinking a long time he he uh, he doesn't invite me to to come to. To his church, I was missing you too much. <laughs> okay. Can see title. Uh, he he's using a, a shirt from his team in Brazil. There was uh, his team was champion yesterday, so he never wore this shirt. The first time, so the first time I see him use this. So, but congrats, your your team deserved. Okay. All right. Um, I'm so glad to be here as I was talking to you, and uh, uh, it's a pleasure to me to be here when Pastor David called me, uh, sent me a text, Enrique, can you go, uh, can you be with us on this Sunday? Of course, it's a, it's a pleasure for me. So, uh, of course, you have to pray for him, for his sister uh, and uh, his sister family who uh, lost his uh, her husband there, so it's a sad moment to the family. But uh, remember to pray for him and his sister and, and uh, uh, his old family there. Uh, I'd like to read a passage in the Gospel of Mark. And uh, if it's possible for you, please uh, open your Bible in Mark chapter 1, please. Mark chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. And uh, it's possible for you, please, uh, could be stand for one moment to, to read the Bible. Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. It says, At once the Spirit sent him, sent Jesus, Jesus, sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels attended him. Amen. You can be seated, please. When I read this passage, I used to think to myself that uh, nothing that happens to us is new in this world. And uh, I'd like to explain why. The situation we are experiencing today has probably already been experienced by other people in the past. Nothing is new in this world. If you are living in a way, in the, if you are experiencing something today, probably in the past someone uh, experienced the, the, same, uh, the same situation. The path we follow today have already been taken by so many others in the past. 
And uh, this is why the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 12, the author speaks of a, a great cloud of witness as if they were watching us and encouraging us so then we can run our race and reach the place they arrived. I like the, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. They, the author talks about this uh, great cloud of witness. It means to me that they, um, they experience and they run the same, the, same, uh, the same pace we are running today. In this passage of the Gospel of Mark, we can find the testimony of Jesus himself of situations he experienced, he experienced and what happened to him. And this passage serves not only as a narrative of what Jesus went through, but this passage also uh, works as a summary of everything Jesus would face in his life. In this narrative of Gospel of Mark, we can find desert, temptation, adversary, animals, and angels. And uh, the, this text shows us Jesus' experience in the desert and teaches how uh, or teaches the way Jesus reacted of each of these situations. And this text becomes for us, for all of us, a model of what awaits us in every day. What I'm trying to say is that this passage shows us uh, the things we can we can expect in our life. Jesus faced the desert. Jesus faced the adversary. Jesus faced the, um, the uh, animals, the white animals. And it means that we are going to face the same in our lives. We are going to face the same reality. And I, I, I'm going to explain to you this morning. Jesus faced desert, temptations, Satan, wild beasts in his life. But he said, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Jesus faced a lot of trouble, the Bible says. He faced all kinds of temptations, the Bible says. But he said, I have overcome the world. So I'd like to share with you this morning some thoughts about it. And uh, I'd like to, to, as I read this passage, I'd like to make some connections between the life, the Jesus life, and our life. How Jesus reacted when he faced some uh, trouble situation, and how we can react in our days. I think we can learn a lot from this text. The first 
uh, the first lesson is that the, Jesus was led by the Spirit to the desert. Jesus had to go through the desert. Uh, the Bible says that the Hebrew people also had to go through the desert with Moses. And there, the Hebrew people faced the difficulties of the place. And uh, thinking about the, uh, the Hebrew people in the desert, in that time, those who murmured and those who did not persevere in believing and walking die in the desert. Uh, desert in Bible has a kind of um, uh, a meaning for us. In the Bible, desert means a place of trials, a place of tests, a place for resistance, a place for perseverance. It is in the desert that we suffer the greatest pressures of all our lives. Uh, I, don't, I don't know here in this American culture, but, but uh, in Brazilian culture, in the church, when someone says, Pastor, I'm, I'm, in the, in, I'm in the midst of a desert in my life. We already understand the guy is having a difficult time in his life. I don't know if he, if he used this kind of... Um, uh, thought here, but uh, it's it's so it's so common in Brazil, in uh, in our evangelical culture in Brazil. Say that I'm 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 in the midst of a desert in my life. So we can we can ima imagine the guy is facing difficult uh, troubles in his life, like uh, he's sick or he has problem in his family or he has problem in his job or financial problems or something like that. Uh, so desert means a place of trial, a place of uh, resistance, a place of a uh, lot of pressure in our lives. So, but there, um, uh, the desert also reveal our heart, our interior, our character because when we are facing some problems, some difficulties, some pressures, it is on that when we reveal what is uh, or who you are. Uh, when we are facing some uh, troubles time, we can reveal uh, our heart. Because it's easy when you come to the church on Sunday morning. Oh, you, you, you try to put your nice, nice clothes. Uh, you try to be nice with some, to someone, of course, because we are a family, a Christian family. And uh, everything is good. Everything is easy. But who are we when we are facing some troubled times in our life? Who are we <clears throat> when you receive a call uh, about uh, someone's death? Who are we 
when you receive a diagnosis from the doctor, you have a very uh, serious disease. How or uh, who are we when we uh, lose our job? When are we when someone uh, rejects us? So desert is the place when we reveal our heart, our interior, our character. So Jesus went through the desert, but uh, he kept the same in his life. So, <coughs> I'm sorry. If you are facing some troubled time in your life, I'm going to tell you, um, don't despair. Don't give up because you are facing some difficult times in your life. Don't despair. Don't give up. Don't, uh, don't murmur. Don't, uh, don't complain. Because the Bible teaches that uh, all desert in our life, in our lives, has time to end. You can go through the desert in your life, but you're going you're gonna to get the end of the desert in your life. So don't despair. Don't give up. Because Jesus faced the same trouble time you are facing now. He, he faced the same. But he said, I have overcome the world. That's the first lesson in our life. The desert is a place where God works in our lives and makes us grow in Christ. That's a place where God works in our lives. So, the second lesson um, I learned from this, this passage is that Jesus was tempted by the adversary, by the enemy in the desert. Uh, it's interesting because I was reading and uh, one of the oldest meanings of the Greek word for tempty, proof has to do with pierce. That's the Greek word or one of the uh, oldest meanings for uh, the Greek word tempt. It means pierce. Like uh, temptation has to do with testing. Temptation has to do with understanding what material a certain object is made. Like, uh, let's see if I have, I have this, the, I have my glass with me. Okay, let's see. Uh, let let me understand what material this is is made of, so I can throw on the the floor. The, okay, it's uh, it's broke. No, okay, this is a good material. So, uh, it, it's a test. It's a piercing in this uh, contest. Um, um, temp testing or tempty has to be with discovering the nature of something. Um, like, um, okay, um, let's test you. 
okay, how, how much do you know in terms of math or science or social studies? Okay, let's see. Uh, let's understand, understand how much you know. Or, okay, let's, let's check your, your character uh, when you are proven, when you are tested. How do you react? So, uh, when you read uh, the, the, same pas the same passage in Matthew, when Jesus was tempted by the Satan in Matthew chapter 4, um, it says that uh, Jesus stayed in the desert for 40 days. And I think many people uh, could, could think that Jesus was tempted just on the last day in the desert. It's not true. Jesus was tempted every day when he was there. Every day he was tempted by the Satan. Every day he was tempted by the enemy. So it te teaches that uh, the temptation is a situation that can occur during the period of our existence on this earth. So we are tempted all the time. We are um, being proved all the time. We are being tested all the time. At home, at school, at the work, um, driving. When we are driving the traffic or when we are in the bank or in the bakery or uh, any place, we, we, are, we are tempted. We are, uh, we are being tested all the time. And um, um, the temptation doesn't ask permission to come to our lives. If you are not expecting, sometimes, most of the time, you are not, we are not expecting different situations or new situations in our lives. And then, when we are not expecting, the temptation comes to our lives. A temptation, a test, something bad, something new, something different, something strong comes to our lives. And uh, we have to be prepared for that. In the Gospel of Mark, it says that Jesus was tempted by the Satan, by Satan. And Jesus was tempted not only there, but during the life, his life, he, he was tempted. So we have to understand that Jesus said, you are going to have trouble in the world. You are going to face trouble in the world. So uh, I'm not a pessimist person, but I know, I'm aware that uh, uh, we are going to face problems every day in our lives. Jesus said, every day has its, its problems. In Matthew chapter 6, every, every day, each day has its problems. So, um, uh, don't be a pessimist, but you have to be aware. We are going to face problems in our lives. So, uh, we have to understand that because 
I think there are many Christians who used to complain to God. Oh, God, why do you, do you allow me to, to, to uh, this thing happens to my life? And there are many people who, who complain to God every day. Complain about the weather, complain about the job, complain about the, uh, the health, complain about the money, complain about, complain about everything. So in the Jesus said, in the world, you're going to face trouble. So be aware. Don't complain. Just uh, believe in God. Persevere. It's part of your life. Jesus is saying it's part of our lives. Don't be afraid. The third lesson this passage teaches is that Jesus was among the beasts. Of course, of course, in this case, uh, the, the Mark is talking about the wild animals who used to live in the, the desert. Um, animals, um, predators, uh, wild animals, and uh, they used to, to live around Jesus in that place. But today, we, I think we can say, we would say that we also live among beasts. I'm not talking about the animals, this kind of animals you can find in the zoo, for example. If you go to the zoo, you can, you can find the animals. Uh, wild animals. I remember when I go, when I went to, many years ago, I went to Washington, D.C., and there's a nice zoo there. And I remember I went there with my family, and um, I was very curious to, uh, to find the <clears throat> Komodo dragon. Have you heard about Komodo dragon? Oh, I'm so scared about Komodo dragon. So, and I remember, for the first time, I saw, I saw one of them. So, there's a big place there in the Washington, D.C. Zoo. And, uh, of course, the Komodo dragon is very uh, surrounded by uh, a strong fence. And, uh, uh, and uh, he, can, he cannot escape, of course. And uh, I remember, I went, I went there, I, and I... I got close to the fence because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's glass you can see, and I remember I was very close to the glass and he came to me, and when he came to me I ran <laughs> because I was so scared about it. Oh my God! So, uh, but uh, I'm not talking about this kind of animal. You know. The Bible says we live in an evil world, right? This, this world is not good, the Bible says. It's an evil world. We live in a world full of bad intentions. We live in a place full of traps, like a, a, a minefield. Like Jesus, we live surrounded beasts because this is a bad world, an evil world. Jesus said, this world has a prince. 
but he has not to do with me. So, um, we have to be aware about it. We live in this evil world who surround us. Surround us. But furthermore, I, I'd like to say that our human nature can also be considered a beast. Jesus said that from the human heart usually come bad, bad things comes up from the human heart. What Jesus said? Jesus said that inside us we can find a beast too. And uh, it's a challenge for us. In fact, we are not, or many of us, are not aware of the horrible things we are capable, capable of doing if God's grace depart from us even for a second. I remember that uh, Jonathan Edward, uh, a preacher for a long time in this country, I, I love Jonathan Edward writings. And uh, one day he said, the human heart is like a uh, little hell that can be opened only under God. He said that the human heart is a small hell. So uh, we must be aware about it. I have, as a human being, I have a small hell inside me. Oh, my God. Pastor, how could you say that? You don't have a small hell inside you. Yes, I do. And you have the same inside you. Jesus said that. That's why we need the God's grace in our lives. Because if the God's grace, the part of us, we are lost. Even, even though for a second. Uh, to illustrate what I'm trying to say, I'm going to remind you about the passage in Luke, in Luke chapter 10, and Jesus uh, sent out his 70 disciples. Remember that? Luke chapter 10. Jesus called his disciples and said, I want you guys go um, uh, by... By the, uh, by the places where I'm going to send you, uh, announcing the kingdom of God. And he sent out 70 uh, disciples. And Jesus said, I send you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. Remember that? I sent you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. You know, one of the things that caught my attention in this passage is that the Jesus' disciples left sheep and returned sheep. It's interesting. They left as a sheep, but they returned as a sheep. There are many 
there are many people who live like a sheep. But when they return, they return like a wolves. And the Jesus disciples return like a sheep. My, my question is, <clears throat> we are Jesus' uh, flock, right? Living in the midst of wolves. My question is, in the final day, when Jesus re, uh, get us together again, how we are going to present before Jesus as a sheep or as a wolf? And maybe Jesus will, will talk to us and say, and say, but are you a sheep? Yes, Jesus, I'm a sheep. Mm, I can smell some wolf in here. I can't. As you walk, you, you look like a wolf. No, Jesus, I'm a sheep. No, but something's wrong with you. So when you talk, you talk like a wolf. You know why? Because in this world, we have to keep our herd as a sheep. This is our challenge. This is our big challenge. Live among the beasts and not become like of them. We are living in an evil world. And our biggest challenge is that we have to always Keep our heart as a sheep. Because when Jesus went to the cross, before that, in John 17, he said, Father, I did everything you commanded me to do. And Jesus finished his life entire, entire. That there was no wolf signs in him. And the Bible says, as a sheep, he went to the cross. So, I'd like to tell you, uh, doesn't matter what happened to your life. Keep the commitment to finish your life as a sheep of Jesus. Amen. The fourth and last lesson. Jesus was served by angels. The text says. The text says that angels served Jesus. The word for serve is minister. That's the word for serve. The Bible, it's minister. And the most primary meaning of minister means to make things easier. Like, we have deacons here, right? What's the deacon's duty? To make things easier for the church. That's the, that's the meaning of the word. So, this means that in the midst of temptations, Jesus was served by angels. God's angels made things simpler simple, easier for Jesus. In other words, it says, the text says, the Bible says, the angels brought relief to Jesus. 
And this happened to remind Jesus that he was not alone. And this passage teaches that in the midst of our struggles and trials, the Lord brings relief to our weary hearts and souls. And in this passage, we are reminded that we are reminded that the Lord is with us, no matter the circumstances. And so we can be happy, strengthened, and persevering in our journey of faith. That's, that's one of the important lessons of this passage. In the midst of our struggle trials, we have the presence of God with us. And this is enough. When you are facing problems in your life, remember that I have the God's presence in my life. And that's enough for me. I don't need anything more. If I have the God's presence, I'm going to walk. I'm going to believe. I'm going to fight. I'm going to do everything I have to do. I'm going to talk. I'm going to pray. I'm going to love. I'm going to believe because I have, I have God's presence in my life. When the angels went to serve Jesus, that's the, the message to him. Jesus, you are not alone. You are surrounded by angels who are serving you, who are making things easier to you. And that's the message for you in this morning. Today is November 5th, 2023. Remember this. You are not alone. You know, Last week, I was taking part in a conference because um, I'm taking my master in marriage and family therapy. So as a pastor, I also will be a, a therapist. It's like an extension of my ministry as a pastor. And uh, I'm already attending. I'm seeing people in Bridgeport. There's a, a Christian clinic there. I'm working there by now. And last week, I was taking part in a conference. And in that conference, uh, the speaker said, there is a statistic in here, in the U.S., that says that half Americans take their meals every day alone. Alone. Half people in our country, take meals every day alone. So, this passage teaches us you are not alone. You have the God's presence in your life. Amen? I'd like to conclude this um, uh, message saying God still has beautiful things to do in our lives. Therefore, do not allow the desert or the enemy or the wild beast to hinder or delay the work of God 
in our life. Always remember that you have the presence of God who keeps you and strengthens you at all times. God has beautiful things to do in our lives. And I hope that you believe that. So, if this message has talked to your heart, I'd like to hear an amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Amen. So, that's the time for uh, the Lord's Supper. All right. Let's do it.